fans, welcome to the Big Blue G-Man Podcast, episode five. I'm your host, Chris Peterson, and with me as always is my nephew, co-host, and longtime New York Giants fan, Brandon Smoker. How's it going? I'm doing good. How are you? Doing pretty good. Doing pretty good. Well, we have a lot to talk about, and we had a game. Yes, we did. But before we get started, I just want to say a special thanks to uh, the fans over the weekend. I had a, we had a lot of followers mm-hmm. just out of nowhere and I gave him some thanks and then uh, we got a message on for last week's podcast we got a message from Jamal uh, he left us a voice message and I, I appreciate that I like to see that a little more yeah definitely uh, so Giants fans that being said you can leave us a voice message on anchor you could also record yourself on your phone on a voice message or a voice memo and you can send it to us through our email and you could get on the show. And that being said, you can tell us anything. It can be your opinions about something that's going on at camp. It can be your opinions about the game. It could be questions you have for us that you want answered. Just anything about the New York Giants related, and it'll get you on the show. And it would be much appreciated because we'd love to hear from Giants fans. Absolutely. With that being said, Brandon, what do we got? Well, we had a game on Thursday night. Yes, we did. So uh, we're going to get into a little bit of that, talk some training camp news, uh, our reactions to uh, one quarterback, Daniel Jones, his uh, his game, his stats that he put up. And uh, I know you were talking, you wanted to get into what Chris Carter was saying about him. And, right, uh, right, right. And uh, just basically what we're looking for for Giants and Bears on Friday night. So... Uh, Yep, it's Friday night at, I think, 7, 7.30 on NFL, NFL Network, Network again. again. It's great. All right, so what do you want to start with? Some some news or some camp news? or? Well, one of the breaking stories out today was uh, Golden Tate, his uh, suspensions upheld. So he's gonna we're going to be without him for the first four games of the season. Yeah, I mean, it's not a surprise, I guess. I mean, are you surprised? No, I saw a comment. We both thought it was going to happen. A lot of people thought it was hap- was going to happen around the league, you know, on you know Instagram and Twitter and just NFL in general. A lot of times these PED policies they don't get reversed. It's a no, it's what zero tolerance. And yeah. but most of the time the the players are using a substance that they don't know has what is illegal in the league. And they don't they don't realize they're taking it. It's not like they're trying to get an advantage or nothing, but sometimes they just take a drug test and they don't realize that there's a substance in what they're taking that's banned. Or they do, or and they, they try yeah. to cover it up. Yeah. And but I don't I don't think this is what uh, Golden well, Tate was going through. I don't either, and that's kind of why I wanted to, I wanted to talk about. It. I mean, real quick, this was uh, this was Golden's statement. This is a statement that he left. He said, um, this morning I received the unfortunate news that my appeal was denied. I went into this arbitration with the understanding that due to the facts, unlike many other cases, we could be, we could be the exception to win. Unfortunately, the NFL stood by their no-tolerance policy, which I hope one day to help have a part in reforming so no other player has to go through this situation. I greatly appreciate the support from the fans. The Giants fans, since long before an outcome was even determined. Additionally, it meant so much to me to hear the Giants fans support each day at training camp, and I'm so proud to be part of this organization. No one is more upset than myself, but moving forward, all I can do is continue to be a leader, continue to hold myself to the highest character and integrity, 
and soon make the biggest impact on the field. Golden Tate. Well, sounds like he took it, he accepted it, and accepted the consequences. And he's not – I mean, he, he probably doesn't agree with it, but he's being respectful about it. I guess that's what bugs me. I just feel like the, the, the rules are flawed. Like, don't get me wrong, he has to be held respons- responsible a little bit. I mean, he he's an athlete. He puts something to his, in his body, and it, it's on the list. So, therefore, I understand that there is a suspension. What gets me is, we talked about this last week, he, he realized it, he called right away, he told him what happened, he quit taking it, and... I get what they said. Okay, thank you for the heads up. You still are going to get the suspension, but you can appeal. So he had time to get his ducks in a row and present it to him. And I guess what bothers me is it's just so cut and dry with them. Like, there's no leeway. Like, it's, nope, you did it, you're done. Four games. Yeah. I mean. Do you agree with that? Or do you think they should, like, evaluate the situations and, 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 take it to a case-by-case situation. Like, they should look at each of them differently. Yeah, I th- I mean, yeah, I think they should do it as a case-by-case situation and investigate. But right now, it's not the protocol they use, so... I guess that's just the CBA, and that, that needs to be changed. And that's what he's saying. Like, one day he's hoping to be on the board and he can, he can make, it, make a difference for the players in the future. Yeah, and there's the CBA is coming up so maybe this is going to be something they discuss they discuss it doesn't help us now though no it doesn't help our situation and I, and I am biased I mean but like I said I liked him before he was a giant he's got great integrity and just you can read in his statement I mean he's not going to blame anybody he's taking responsibility he's going to do a suspension which he has no choice but he's going to come back and he's going to play hard and he's going to be the player he is and the person he is and he's a great person off the field so I really hoped at least Two games, like reduce it to two. Mm-hmm. They couldn't even do that for the guy. And I guess what aggravates me the most is I know it's totally, it's a totally different situation, but, and I'm not, I, maybe I don't know the whole situation, so I'm not right to sit here and like just trash somebody. But the Tyreek Hill situation was not a great situation. Whether mm-hmm. he broke the kid's arm or not, there's just so much off the field drama there. It just looks terrible. And to mm-hmm. me, that's a, that's, a, that's a bad role model. It doesn't look good. And as the league, you would think you wouldn't want that. You you wouldn't want that representing you. Mm-hmm. If you were the Chiefs, you don't think you would want that representing you. And then on the reverse side of that, you got you got Zeke. I mean, I'm not. Uh, it's not fair to sit there and bash him and say he's a terrible person. But he's in the news every single year, mm-hmm. and he did get a suspension already. So like, where's the um, personal conduct no tolerance? You know what I mean? Like, why right. can't they say? Hey, you know, you already have an offense. You don't even have to get in trouble. Their their policy says you don't even have to get in trouble by the law. If they want to suspend you for something, they can. Yeah. You know what I mean? So him getting in trouble and getting arrested, already having an offense, wouldn't that be subject to a game? I I would think so. Yeah. Tyreek Hill like threatening his child's mother and I mean, there's there's still some speculation there was some abuse there, and I do not want to trash the guy. I don't know. 100%. Nobody knows 100%. And mm-hmm. He did not do any time. He didn't get in trouble. But as this league, setting examples, like I, I just don't get it. And then a guy takes a fertility drug and gets four games. Like it, it doesn't even get and no, no, no ifs ands or buts. No tolerance. 
It just seems like that's just not right. Yeah, I, I agree with that. That's all I have to say about the situation. I'm not happy about it. I would love, love the scene to get reduced. Even a reduction would have been like, okay, at least they're saying, hey, his case was a little different. Guys, you can't be doing this. You got to know what's be put what, what you're putting in your body. Here's two games. At least reduce. Yeah, it. you know what I mean. It's I, not- I was I was in the back of my mind. I was thinking that they could at least they were I, they were gonna at least take two games. And away. everywhere else I heard, everybody said nope, they're not gonna do it. And and they're right. Yeah. And they were right. Yeah. But I just was hopeful, man, that they would just do something different here and look at it a little different. And you know, with the type of player he is, and and he's a professional, and the integrity that he carries. That has to stand for something. It just seems like it doesn't in this league. It doesn't matter. And that's what bothers me the most about it. Yeah. Plus, I do want him on the field. <laughs> yeah, because, I mean, we're hurting for receivers right now. So. Yeah, I mean, and I, I guess that can segue into training camp a little bit. Like, Darius Slayton hasn't been practicing. He actually returned to practice today. I saw that. And uh, for the first time, I think all training camp, he was bothered by a hamstring injury. But he's he was actually working with the ones today. So, maybe that's a good sign. And. But there was another injury scare with DeAndre Baker. Whew. Luckily, that wasn't a... Yeah, what was that? Sunday afternoon or Sunday morning, Baker felt something in his knee, and uh, it was in. It was a no-contact drill. Mm-hmm. And, they, and I've read things where that sometimes that's the worst. Yeah, the no-contact is <laughs> sometimes when the ACLs go. But after further review and further tests, it seems like everything is okay, and it's just a sprain. There's nothing detached. There's nothing, nothing torn. So Yeah, I don't... I don't I don't think I'll see him. I don't think we'll see him the rest of preseason. No, but I did read. I don't know if it was on Twitter or what um, that they do believe he will be ready for Week One. Yeah. So that's that's great news. Yeah, that's still like three, twenty six days away. Yeah, it's a little over three weeks. I'm gonna beat this guy's name up, and not that he was gonna do anything, or you just hate to see it. Maybe you can help me with his name. Am Amba Etta. Amba Etta Tawa. Not that he's listening, but if you are, I'm so sorry for your injury, and I'm so sorry for how we just beat your name up. <laughs> All right. Well, he, he tore his ACL, and that's just, you hate to see that. Yeah. Yeah, he, I mean, you got to look at it from his perspective. He he was an undrafted guy trying to make a name for himself right. on a training camp. but Same way we felt about Corey Coleman. His situation was a little different, but you just, it just stinks, man, to lose, to, you know, just to have that happen to you. Yeah, absolutely. These guys work so hard, and then just to have that taken away just like that, you know, man, it stinks. Yeah, something freak like that happening. and But uh, on the bright side, T.J. Jones caught another touchdown. Russell Shepard caught a touchdown. Daniel Jones on Monday threw three red zone touchdowns, and they were two of them. And I think he threw one to one of the tight ends. I'm not sure who it was. Not Ingram, but. No. Uh, I think no. it was Simonson. I can't. It might have been Simonson. I can't recall, but. You got some guys stepping up. I mean, and then Benny Fowler. I mean, he loves him some Benny Fowler. Yeah, and yeah. and nobody really, everybody laughed about Benny Fowler. Last year, Eli seemed to like Benny Fowler at the end of the year. Me and you didn't talk much about him. It just seems like when you bring his name up, it's like, <laughs> Benny Fowler, Eli likes Benny Fowler. But Benny Fowler's starting to step up, he's, man. He's, he's a solid guy. I mean, Peyton liked him too. He played for Peyton. He actually caught Peyton Manning's last touchdown. Really? Yeah, he did. A, I did not know that. That's a nice little tidbit. And he caught Daniel Jones' first touchdown. Yeah. So, I mean, uh, so there's another connection between yeah. Daniel Jones and Peyton Manning. I guess that means Daniel Jones is going to be Peyton Manning. Well, <laughs> isn't there a rumor that if you take like Peyton and Eli and put them in a blender and 
add a little bit of maybe Aaron Rodgers' legs yeah. and get Daniel Jones. All right. All right, I'll, I'll take that. I'll All take right. that any day. Danny Jones. I like calling him Danny Jones. Danny Dimes. I've been seeing that everywhere. <laughs> Danny Dimes. Dropping dimes. So uh, let's let's talk a little bit about the game. What what do you think stood out? What, what stood out to you the most? Other than nah, not the most. Let's just talk about the game. We know right, we right, know right. it stood out the most. Yeah, yeah. All right. So the game. What was the final score of that game? 31-22. Yeah, we got a win. Yeah, we did. We beat that second rate New York team, the Jets. That aren't on our level. Not even in a preseason game. Uh, what stuck out to, what stood out to me right off the bat was um the first drive. I, I think it Yeah, that, that was a killer. I was texting you too during it. Yeah. <laughs> but it could have all ended if 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 Peppers would have just picked off Sam Darnold. Like right off the bat. Just pick him off. And that drive would have ended. Were you, were you I mean we didn't get a chance to watch it together. I, I watched it. I watched it happen and then in the back of my mind, I was thinking, you think Landon Collins would have caught that? Oh, man, I don't even think about Landon Collins. <laughs> I really don't. I, I don't. That's what I was thinking. But I don't but even yeah. think he would have been in the position. Eh, I don't maybe know. Maybe not, but just, yeah, just so go so he, that. So he drops that, and then um, it led to a touchdown because, like, after that, it's just one of them things. It's a game changer. Like, that just ends that drop. you got to make – if it's a regular game, if you, you got to make you got to make that play. I was actually scared he was hurt for a second. Oh, yeah. I don't know why. Like, when he hit the ground, I don't, he was probably just mad at himself for not yeah. catching the ball. And I was like, no. Yeah. He didn't get hurt. That, yeah. But he, he was fine. He was just like kind of aggravated that he dropped it. But it led to a drive that maybe it was a blessing in disguise that he didn't catch it because it looked like Baker and Love blown some coverages and they got burnt pretty much the rest of the way down the field. And then Peppers as well. There was a third down where he – let the tight end slip away and make a big gain. So that's definitely something they can work on. Yeah. I wasn't impressed with our defense, our starting secondary defense. I mean, as much as we talked about them and we're excited about them, but that was their first time out there together. Love, they need to make their mind up. They need to make their mind up because he practices safety and he practices yeah. corner, and they need to pick. Because I don't know if that had something to do with his blend coverages or not. I th- Yeah, because I think actually – a lot of people were saying it was Peppers' fault, but some people were saying it was. What do you mean the Peppers. touchdown to Crowder? No, the the first, yeah, the touch, the big. Well, touchdown. that would have been no, the, the big, the big, the big game. touchdown to the. I think they threw it to their tight end or something. He like he drifted. That wasn't a touchdown. That was yeah, when they yeah. got the first down. That, yeah. That's what I was talking. Okay, all right. So now we're on the same page. Yeah, that was a that was a yeah. Did he leave that up for somebody else to step in? And it was a miscommunication. I think he I think he was handing him off to Love, but Love didn't realize he didn't was realize coming. It. Yeah, and it was a little miscommunication. And the same situation with the touchdown to Crowder. And you know, I did not, I don't know, I feel stupid for not knowing this, but I did not know Crowder went there. I, I didn't either. I mean, I... He I, left the Washington. And yeah. I just, yeah, I did not know that until that drive. Yeah. And I don't know how, I mean, I'm not focusing on the Jets or the Redskins too much, so maybe that's why. But I kind of like... Crowder. It was a good pickup for him. Yeah, I think so. But yeah, so that was maybe a blessing in disguise. That that bothered me. But then as I got to thinking about it, it's stuff they can work on. Mm-hmm. And they're a young team, and they, I mean, young players. We're gonna have a lot of raw young talent out there. I think it'll help help them grow. Yeah. So they'll learn from that. They don't want that to happen again. So you know they're gonna work their asses off to. Get everything situated. And, and Grant Haley, oh, and well, you know Sam Beal and Grant Haley, they didn't play either. And Grant Haley also got back to practice on Monday. Yeah, that's something that's, else. Yeah. That's what we were talking about practice right. and training camp news. Actually, uh, yeah, I, 
No, go ahead. Go ahead. You're good. No, I was just going to ask you, is there anything about the secondary else that stood out to you that uh, I mean, you pretty much covered it all for that. But going back to what you're talking about, Sam Beal, I feel like he's he's falling behind a little. bit. I feel like he's, he's been falling behind. That's... I, I, it's it's depressing because we gave up a third round pick for him, and uh, it's I, I hope he turns out because he's just fra- it seems I don't want to say he's fragile. It just seems like he just can't get healthy enough to stay on the field. Yeah, it's a shame. It's a shame because cause there is some expected talent there, and people are like, think highly of him. Yeah. Hopefully he makes the team. I, I don't see that. I think he'll make the team. I don't think he's going anywhere. I don't think Grant Haley's going anywhere. Last week we were. You asked me what I was looking forward to seeing. Corey Ballantyne, I'm loving him, mm-hmm. and that's who's taking advantage of the Grant Haley and the Sam Beal injuries. Absolutely. And with him also excelling the way he is as a corner, that should keep love over at safety. So I might get my three safeties on the field like I wished when we yeah. were talking about maybe picking up Trey Boston. So. Uh huh. This could all work out. So this this just drop by Peppers could be a blessing in disguise and get these guys where they're going to be during the season, and they can start hammering in and practicing that way from now on. That's what, that's what I want to see in the next game. I want to see how these guys are out there and who because Grant Haley did get back to practice mm-hmm. and he did not have a jersey on a non you know I mean yeah he was fully so, so he's he's fully practicing. Right. That's good news. Um, anything else other than anything else stand out to you in the game that you want to touch base on? Uh, like just just. I know, I know it's it's in a little bit of overreaction, and they're going to need time to gel, but the offensive line. They did a good job in pass protection, but we didn't really get much on the ground. I, I thought I, – good. I'm glad you brought that up because, yeah, the running backs didn't do anything. Now, mm-hmm. granted, Saquon didn't play. But I don't know. I, I, I thought they did create some holes. I just don't think these guys took advantage of it, mm-hmm. personally. Um, three guys played. Goldman got in. He got the start. Um he had five carries for 13 yards. That's only that's a pathetic 2.6 yards per carry. Mm-hmm. He had one nice one when Daniel Jones was in. I thought he picked up a first. Yeah. Um, Perkins, four for nine, 2.2 yards per carry, and he fumbled. Like that's just bad. Rod Smith, ex Cowboy. I don't even want him to make the team. Mm-hmm. Six carries for 12 yards, 2.0 yards per carry. I mean, it's not not impressive at all. It's not impressive at all. I thought the line played well. I thought they protected well. Yeah. The backs didn't take advantage of it, in my opinion. I mean, this is their chance to make a spot and be back up to, to Saquon, in my opinion, just from that. I mean, I know it's only the first time out. I mean, Gallman, to me, still gets the nod. I mean, he has to, I would think, don't you? Yeah, I think when it's all said and done, it'll be Gallman backing up uh, Saquon. I'd like to see Perkins make the team, though. That fumble, man. That fumble hurt him, I think. Yeah, but... I mean, it's his first game back. He he was hurt, injured That's all true. last year. You got to give him. The, let's see what he does next game. And it's uh, one thing we got to remember. Everything we just talked about, the bloom coverages. I mean, not necessarily a drop. I'm, I'm not giving. Uh, I'm not giving Peppers an excuse for that. He should have. No, nah, yeah, that. you got to catch that. But this is the first time out, and none of these guys play together. So the running backs didn't impress. The defensive line. I mean, it didn't really. No pressure. No pressure. I mean. Feels like the same story every year. Now, granted, once again, there's no game planning. They're not really blitzing. They're not really showing anything. I mean, we are playing the Jets this year. Maybe they didn't want to show nothing. I don't know. Uh, yeah, but but you think you'd want to go out there and get sack? You want to get pressure? I mean, you still. I don't know. I didn't play football. You did. 
you, you still think – I mean, you still want to beat your man and get to the quarterback, right? Yeah, everybody You don't have to be calling up a blitz. I mean, that's the object of the defensive lineman. Yeah, you, you want to get to the quarterback. You want to go out there and impress your team. And, I don't know, hopefully we get something going in the blitzing because, granted – yeah, it's we can talk preseason. about that when we want to talk yeah, for next week's game. Things yeah. we want to see. Um, we were talking about the cornerbacks. We last week I mentioned uh, Corey Ballantyne. Well, he impressed mm-hmm. yet again. He's been impressing in in uh, practice. He's been making plays. He plays second team. He made some. He had some first team reps. Remember, we said he was in there with. Uh, he was in with Baker and um, Jack Rabbit. Yeah, and Jack Rabbit. And, he and he, he actually moved Jack Rabbit to slot when yeah. he practiced with them. What were you gonna say? He did uh, muff. A, I don't know if it was a fumble or if it was a kick oh return. the kicker. Oh, we'll get to that. We we'll so. get to that. But that's that's still. But he had a good one too. Yeah. But yeah, real quick, Corey Ballantyne. I was impressed with him. That's one of the guys I was excited to look to watch Thursday night. And um, Pat Shermer loves him. Pat Shermer made some comments after the game. He says, you have to be tough and competitive to play in this league. Corey is both. Um, guys can learn in the meeting room. They can meet. They can learn systems and everything, but they, some guys can't take it out into the practice field. Some guys can take it out into the practice field, things that they learn, but they can't take it to the game. Mm-hmm. And one thing that stood out to me about Pat Shermer in the postgame, he, he said Corey can do both. He, he can learn. In the meeting rooms, he, he can learn what he has to learn from the other guys and help other guys. But then he can take that onto the practice field, and then he can translate it over to the football game. So that's an impressive – I mean, we took this guy's sixth round. Uh, yeah, I 180th mean, overall. I will – yeah, I mean, anything that he does with the first team is more than I thought he would be doing. I mean, you take a guy in the sixth round, he's – that's – more than likely just depth or practice squad guy. Yeah, and he started way behind. You were talking about Sam Beal being behind. Well, Sam Beal being behind gave this guy a shot. Well, he was behind because of what happened to him after draft night. And he's coming in, learning, and he's taking into the game. And he's that's a good that's a good thing. That's yeah, absolutely. So Corey Ballantyne got you said he bobbled a kick. Mm-hmm. Um, then he actually got to re- he, on a second. Well, I think the Jets scored. It was their second touchdown. He did get to return a second one, and he took it from inside the end zone. He took it out to the 33-yard line when he got tripped up. So he he learned from his mistake on the first one. He bounced back. And he bounced back. So that's another good thing from him. Um, and that could help him. So let's just say he doesn't make it as a starting – well, we don't think he's going to start. But he could be in the rotation at cornerback. But this is another thing that keeps him on the team. He can be on the special teams, and he can return kicks for us. Absolutely, yeah. Cause I don't know. I mean, I know Peppers does that. I don't know how much I'm in love with that I, with him. Yeah. I don't want him to get hurt. I yeah. always think about Jason Seahorn getting hurt years ago. I, I really loved him, and that pretty much ended his career returning kicks. So like even when we had Beckham returning kicks, like that bothered me. I mean, I know in a situation and it's the end of the game and you need to play yeah. throwing back here, but that's the same thing with Latimer. Like Latimer is, I mean, I'm hearing good things about him in practice right now, and he he caught a nice one from Daniel Jones mm-hmm. in this game. And he needs to step up with Golden Tate being out the first four weeks. I don't know if I want, really want Latimer back. I, I mean, we're already thin at wide receiver. We can't really afford to keep putting receivers at. It's, I think they had Shepard during training camp back there, but hopefully they got him out. Hopefully they're not considering him anymore. 
Nah, I don't. I wouldn't want to put him out there. That, like I said, it's just one thing that scares me. I always think about Jason Seahorn, and I'm not. I don't want to. I don't want to see Peppers go out. Especially, I don't want. I mean, maybe that's what he's going to do. He's going. They're going to put him out there. But I would love to see Corey Ballantyne step step up and take that role. I would. Or just someone designated kick returner, like Devin Hester or something. Like <laughs> just for that. Yeah. Corey Ballantyne also got a pick. Yeah, I did see that. Yeah, with Beal and Haley's sideline with the hamstring and the shoulder and all of his uh, first-team reps, he got to get in the game, and he uh, he was picking Daniel Jones off. Nah, Davis Webb. No, but he was picking Danny Jones off in practice. Oh, yeah, yeah. Dan but, Jones didn't throw a pick for weeks, and his first one was Corey Ballantyne. So he has three picks in practice. That translated over to this game, and he got a nice pick. So, yeah, Davis Webb. Yeah, I was, it was funny because I was actually watching the sights and sounds from the, the game. And I think Corey, he must have missed the missed the pick or something, missed the play. And it was funny because uh, Michael Thomas came over to him and he was like, "Yo, man, just just keep your poise." And uh, he was like, "This guy they're putting out now was on our team last year." He was like, "He's gonna get one to you." <laughs> sure enough, Davis Webb threw him an interception. Yeah, it was like a third down and two, and they were around their own forty yard line, and he was trying to attempt to pass to Tim White, and it was right around the Giants twenty one. Corey Ballantyne picks it off, and he returned it 21 yards. Um, they asked him about it after the game. He said it was similar to some of the spots he was in in camp, and he wanted to translate it to the game like Pat Shermer just praised yeah. him for earlier. Uh, after the game, he credited his instincts. His instincts. He said, I've been doing this for a long time, and this, this stood out to me. This is this, his, his attitude and the way he prepares. He said, sometimes you can just tell when to turn around by the way the crowd sounds. He said, well, I like to look into the receiver's eyes and see his eyes get big, and I know the ball's coming. Yeah. And a lot of people have been saying that's one thing that Eli Apple couldn't do, like turn around and and, and just make a play like that. So right. this dude is really – got his head on right. He's focused. He's playing hard. He's learning. He's taking advantages of the guys being hurt around him. And it's, I don't know. I'd really like to see him keep – like it's a great story. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure there's a lot of people rooting for him. He outside did. of the organization. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, why not? He's a good kid. And freaking bonehead Mike Francesco, yeah. like, trashing him the day after he got drafted yeah. and got shot. And he tried to bring up how Dave Gettleman's an idiot and he's trying to change the culture of the, culture of the team and getting rid of Odell. But then this guy goes and gets gets shot. Like, and like, they, get, they say it's his fault. Like, stereotyping him, basically. Yeah. yeah. So... He's been somebody that I've been intrigued by ever since then, just because you want to see good things happen to good people. You know? right. and, and, and things are. I mean, and he's, he's earning it. Absolutely. Uh, absolutely. He, he did get a pass interference call on him. Um, I know he was saying something about he has to go to coach and talk about what happened, but it turns out the, it was called incomplete. But this stupid new rule in the yeah, NFL. They challenged they, it. I don't know. I don't want to say it's stupid because that, that would have helped us out last year yeah. a few times. But because of what happened in the Saints playoff game, now you can challenge pass interferences. What do you think about that? I I, I like it. I mean, I, I mean, of course, when we if we're playing somebody and we get a pass interference and they have a no call and then they challenge, it, of course, we're going to hate it. But, but yeah, but if something happens to us and we're, we we stand up, we you know we do it every week. We stand up. We're like. Oh, what's going on? I was thinking like, about the game we got, we got robbed. We got robbed in that Carolina game, and I'm, I I thought about this. I didn't really think about it this night, but I when they made the rule and they said the rule you could challenge. I was thinking about the Landon Collins call 
they called that pass. Didn't they call pass interference on him? That wasn't. It was. It was. It was not pass interference. It was in that stupid Carolina game yeah, I where they got it was. The, where they got the extra down. Yeah. And McCaffrey didn't pick up the first. Yeah. And but in that there was a play where Landon Collins got called for pass interference and gave him a first down, and it wasn't pass yeah. interference. So that was one of them situations where you could have thrown the flag and possibly won that, and it would have been our ball, or they would have had a punt. But yeah, of course it's going to. They kicked the field goal and beat us by one point or something. But it. When it benefits us, we're going to love it. Yeah. When it doesn't benefit us, we're going to hate it. Yeah. So, I mean, all in all, I think it's it's a good adjustment, a good rule change. I just don't understand it all yet. Like, I don't know how it's exactly going to work. i got to research it. So, I can't say if I hate it or just – I don't know if I agree with it or disagree with it yet. But um, just a little tidbit, that was the – he made history because that's like the first time that was that happened. Oh, yeah. Corey Valentine. <laughs> yeah, so he's like making history there. That was the first reviewed pass interference because it was not pass interference. They didn't call it on the field. They didn't call anything. They challenged it, and it turned out that he was holding the guy's hand when it, instead of he was making contact. So he said that he said that he wanted to learn from that, and that's why he played that play differently. And like, and it was something he was in that situation in practice. So I really like what he's doing. I like how he's taking it from practice field to game. And I really like Corey Bounds. Absolutely. Um, so, uh, what what uh, what do you think of our star quarterback? Our starter quarterback. Our star quarterback. You Eli Manning. I'm talking about the guy that came out and starred that night. The star of the night. What do you uh, think? Star of the night, Daniel Jones. Oh man, he looked great. Yeah. I thought he looked great. I, I really did. I mean. What do you go ahead? It's your boy. I mean, he's my boy too. I, I, I don't was, want everybody to think I don't like Daniel Jones. I don't want. I want him to be a 15 year, 16 year starter for the New York Giants and win like five Super Bowls. I just don't 100 percent agree with him starting Week One. I don't. I don't think if, I he think, earn, if he earns it, he's the starter. And that's where that whole earn thing. There's no, there's no debate. Like Eli Manning is our starter Week One. I know. I know he's going to be the starter, but it's good. It's good to see some. Something good come out of drafting him. Look, after man, all the people didn't comments. want him. People said we were stupid for taking him six. Nobody really knows. There's been multiple people out there that said that Cincinnati wanted him and Denver wanted him, and he wouldn't have been there. And I'm a believer. If that's your guy, and that's the guy you want. That's the guy you. That's the guy you take. Absolutely. And they took him six. And once he was drafted, like I, I. I Bobby Skinner has been great. That's how I hooked up and, and found him on Twitter. He broke down every single Danny Jones throw in his entire college career and broke it down and proved everybody wrong that this guy can play football. Mm-hmm. He's got the smarts. He's got the ability. He's got the arm strength. He didn't have the greatest talent around him, but I needed to still see it on the field. Absolutely. We needed I, – I, I didn't Confirmation. Really, yeah, I didn't really pay attention – too much. I didn't know any. I didn't even know who he was until the draft process was going on, and all you were hearing was he didn't have the good arm, but he was accurate. He was mobile, and all you heard from the media and people on ESPN was how we made the wrong pick. He's not. He's not starting NFL material, but for him to go out there and for me with my own eyes to see that that confirms that he does belong in this league. At least he at least he belongs in the league. Whether it's one whether he's playing against ones and twos, he still shredded the twos even if they're twos. He shredded them, so obviously he he has starter capabilities. It was his first time out ever. 
Think about a lot of people in their first time out. You were just talking about we were just talking about the DBs. It was their first time ever, and you saw them making mistakes. Yeah. Daniel Jones went out there. He was confident. He was calm. He went out and he did what he needed to do. And he's five for five, sixty-seven yards, and a twelve-yard TD pass to Benny Fowler. I got I got a stat for you too. So a lot of people were saying it's just preseason, but. These are the same people that would have been saying, "Oh, uh, if if he if Daniel Jones would have went out there and sucked, they oh, would have been the same trashed. people that have been like, "Oh, we told you you shouldn't have taken him six Dave overall." Dave Gettleman's a moron. Yeah, we it just confirms that. But this stat I saw today says Daniel Jones's receivers averaged just one point four yards of separation on his five attempts, which resulted in completions, the second lowest separation for any NFL passer in preseason week one, courtesy of. Next-gen stats. Yeah, that's a good stat. I mean, he put the ball exactly where he needed to put it. He had a beautiful tight spiral. He made good reads. Now, Pat Shermer said he wasn't flawless. There were some things to the naked, to the naked eye he looked flawless. There were some things that... Yeah, know, they. I think they said something about his, his first play. He was supposed tight to... Tight end was supposed to go yeah, in a motion or something like that. But every pass was, was a good pass. He put it right on the money. He put it right on the guy. Danny Dines, baby. Man, that, that touchdown... I. I it seemed like it was like a regular season game for me. Like I was pumped. I was, I was yelling. Cheering. I was jumping up and down. I was like, it was it was beautiful to see. And um, Benny Fowler, yeah, it was the man Benny that Fowler. he's connecting with in, in practice. Yeah, and, he, he's a solid guy. Oh, speaking of that, T.J. Jones, I think he had uh, I think he had like six receptions to seventy two yards in this game. That's another guy stepping up. Right. We were talking about receivers and guys who can't afford to lose people. He's stepping up. He's stepping up in practice. He just caught another one from Danny Jones in practice on Monday. That's another guy that's stepping up in Benny Fowler. So, like, these are names that nobody even cared about or thought about. These guys and Darius Slayton. He's back in practice He's back today. in practice. We get to see these guys with Danny Jones, hopefully, Friday night and see what they can do with him. Because, like, we didn't get to see enough Danny Jones, in my opinion. Absolutely. I think if, the, if that whole lightning storm wouldn't have happened, we would have. But I feel like he was – they all went in. I think it was like an hour or so long. It was like a little over an hour delay, and then after that the field's wet, and they don't want to risk yeah. anything. So, so it was probably better that they just left it left it alone, let him have his good game, and gave us something good to talk about all week. Yeah, it was a great feeling. We needed the confirmation, and we deserved that. As Giants fans and the lashing we've been taking over the last two years. In the, the, yeah, it was good for finally something good to happen, and somehow the media still – Media like Chris Carter Glad still has him something up. bad to say about Daniel. Chris Jones. Carter is an idiot. Like he already made idiotic comments uh, when we drafted him. He said something about I don't I don't want to quote this and misquote it, but I got the impression he made comments that we were a racist, almost a racist organization, or just if Dwayne Haskins would have played for Duke and put up. Daniel Jones' numbers, he wouldn't even have been drafted until the second round. Like, he just made some comments that – he's a bonehead, man. Because First of all, if, if our if our organization was racist, we wouldn't have had Jerry Reese as our GM for 10-plus years. It, 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 I don't Like I said, I don't want to come out and say he just like strictly said New York Giants are racist. He just made some comments back when the draft happened I just thought it was stupid. And then – he he does. He truly believes Dan. Uh, he really truly believes that Haskins is a better quarterback, and he should have been taken higher. 
And he don't want to, and just, he can't even give the guy credit. He can't even say, hey, Daniel Jones had a good game. He went out and he looked good. He 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 had to stick to what his his take was. Mm-hmm. And he wants to back himself up. He wants to back himself up. So he wasn't a fan of Jones, and he believed the Giants should have took Haskins. He even all but called us a racist organization, but I think he was more or less just basing that off just the lead. I don't know. I don't even want to know. I don't even really know where he was going there, but that's kind of how I took it. So I don't want to say for sure that's what he was saying, but that's how I took it. Right. Um, what drove me nuts about this, Daniel Jones made some good throws. And mine particularly, my favorite one actually was the third and seven. The third and seven, he hits Benny Fowler on the out route there towards the, end, towards the sideline. Mm-hmm. Fowler didn't even turn around yet, and the ball was there. Yeah. Turned around, hit him around the numbers, only where he could get it first down. And how many times does the Giants don't even call a play to get you to the sticks? And that, that's something we've hated for like the last two, three years. Eli checkdowns, which we saw in preseason. Yeah, well, there was some – oh, they said he had Red Ellison wide open. Yeah, he could have I saw it, the first it too. Down. I saw it from my TV screen. Eli said, I saw the play, I threw the play. It's it, simple as that. And, I, and that ain't going to be no excuse, and we ain't going to take that in the regular season. But that's what happened there. First game, man. I know. But besides the point, what drove me nuts about this, I think the biggest part that drove me nuts was the fact that there was there was no Barkley out there. There's no Shepard out there. There's no Ingram out there. And he tried to say, yeah, the Giants left their starting offensive line in, and they went against second, second stringers. That's because half of our offensive line was injured that game. Wheeler was out. Malayak, whatever his name is, Big George hasn't played yet. So how, who are you going to put in anyway? I mean, they ended up putting guys in, but this is like our future franchise quarterback. He's never been out there, so maybe they did set it up for him a little bit. Yeah, you don't want to but, like deteriorate yeah. his confidence. You see, Haskins got hit a few times. He got yeah. he got sacked. I don't want him to see him out on his back anyway in the preseason game. No. So you put him out there, you let him get his feet wet, and he did a beautiful job. Then the touchdown pass. He's trying to say that. That should have been picked off. If this would have been a starting corner or a starting safety, that ball would have been picked. It wasn't a good throw. To the naked eye it was, but it wasn't a good throw. They were playing cover two, and that ball should have been picked because he stared him down the whole time. I thought it was a beautiful throw. Uh, he knew he put, the route. He put, he put the ball where only the receiver could catch it. And a it. lot of people said it was a beautiful throw. Yeah, Carl he, Banks said it. What, the, what was his comment about all these analysis during the geniuses game? Geniuses with erasers. Yeah. These people – and these, I think these guys are just so – prideful they don't want to backtrack on they can't just say yeah chris carter he did backtrack a little bit he, he didn't think saquon was the right pick either <laughs> he thought he's going to be good but he's not going to be what he was he's like until you he said once a guy comes in the league you got to reevaluate him so i'm not going to say i'm going to forgive chris carter but if daniel jones ends up starting in a couple weeks or next year and he ends up being a like a great quarterback which we're hoping i'd like to see him say okay now i'm reevaluating dave gettleman was right eat some crow a little bit but that's what these guys don't do. They just stick to their takes. So Haskins played, and I know this is a New York Giants podcast, but what pissed me off the most is Haskins did not look good. Mm-hmm. He made some good plays. It was his first time out. But he throws two interceptions. Now, what do you want your quarterback to do? Go five for five and throw a touchdown, or do you want your quarterback to come out and learn and throw picks? What do you want your first? I want him to go out there and look good. And go five for five yeah. and throw a touchdown. So he throws – an interception, it was terrible. It was a wheel route, and he lobbed it up. He tried to lob it, lob it up over a linebacker. And this linebacker was Mac Wilson. He was draft, drafted 155 overall this year, rookie. What's Chris Carter say? Well, he's going to learn. He's going to learn this league that these linebackers can play, and he's going to learn that, so he won't make that throw in the regular season. He, 
First he's of going all, up against rookies. He was against a rookie. And then Greedy Williams gets a pick. He threw it in no man's land and sailed on him. I didn't see any Daniel Jones' balls sailing on him. No. So why, I mean, and then he made a comment. It's okay if he's throwing interceptions as long as you can, long as you can uh, understand why he threw the interceptions and you can learn from it. So that's his take on Haskins. But Daniel Jones was lucky it wasn't picked because the guy should have turned around if it was a starter. So it's just so two-faced. It's so hypocritical. It's like it doesn't make any sense. He went 8 for 14, 117 yards and two picks. Which one was a pick six? The linebacker. Yeah. Mac Wilson. That was terrible. That was a terrible throw. His best throw of the night, he, I can't even remember who called it. It was like a 20-some yard pass up at the, right, uh, the left sideline. And it was, it was a nice throw, and the guy fumbled it. Well, wasn't he going against second and third stringers as well? And I can say the same thing. If that safety had been in the right place or the cornerback would have turned around, he would have picked it off. Mm-hmm. But, you know, and that, that's not his fault that the guy, like, I don't know. I, I, I ain't buying that. No. I buy it. And I ain't going to say anything bad about Haskins on that. I mean, you made the throw. You read the play. We don't know what he was saying. You don't know what Daniel Jones was saying. He thought he could sneak it in there, and he did. So kudos to him. He made a hell of a throw and put it in the back of the end zone. Same thing with Haskins on that play. Haskins made some good throws. He wasn't completely terrible. But the point of my story here is Carter can't pick anything good out for Daniel Jones. And he can't just say, yeah, he had a good night out. I hope the man can keep advancing and learn from it. But instead he just says, yeah, he was going against secondary. I mean, second stringers. But Haskins will learn from his mistakes. And, and you know, I just – it's just so hypocritical and, like – it just frustrates me, and I think he's an idiot for it. Stupid! <laughs> uh, a couple other people didn't. Well, one more. During the game, Skip Bayless tweeted. Yeah. Daniel Jones is tearing up the Jets defense. Or Let me see if here if I can find exactly what he said. You know, I, I like Skip Bayless most of the time. Because he has a lot of bad, bad, bad to say about the Eagles. But Daniel Jones is lighting up right now for the Giants. Won't last. Like why 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 can't you why just, won't it last? Why add the won't last part? Like why I mean why add the won't last part? Why can't you just say hey Daniel Jones is t- lighting it up right now? Like I don't know I don't have any takes on Skip Bayless. I don't know what he said when we drafted him. Well, he's a huge Cowboys. Oh, I know, and yeah, he should be worrying about his quarterback asking for forty million dollars a year when he's not even worth twenty. Like <laughs> yeah. his peers didn't even put him in the top one hundred. Like don't worry about our quarterback, Skip. Yeah. Worry about your quarterback. <laughs> All right. That's my take on Chris Carter. I don't know if you heard anything about it, but he's, he's an idiot. Yeah. I, well, I mean, I personally didn't hear anything about it. I didn't see it on, like, my Giants feed or nothing. But, I, I, yeah, hearing hearing this from you, I, absolutely he's an idiot. Yeah, he can't just give credit where credit is due. And I think he just he has an opinion, and he, he, he won't backtrack. He won't eat the crow. He's just going to sit there, and it's just going to bite him in the ass later. Absolutely. Because I personally, I don't know. They both are going to have probably decent careers. I think Danny Jones is going to have a great career. I think he's going to have – he's in a better situation, I think, than Haskins. I think so, too. Yeah, Yeah, I mean, they have no line. He's not the most mobile quarterback. They don't really have a lot of weapons. Trent Williams isn't playing for the Redskins And and Peterson just said, that's, like, killing us right now. Yeah, Yeah, and they're not willing to trade him. So, like, this guy, if he – they'd almost be dumb if they started him week one. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You put him out there with that mess, I don't know. It's not going to be that. Do they have Case Case Keenum? Keenum, yeah. Yeah. All right, well, with the Jets game in our rearview mirror, what are you uh, looking forward to for the Bears game this week? I want to see I want to see more Eli. I think he didn't play a lot, and I don't know if they knew the weather was going to go bad and they knew they had to get Jones in um, the same way they took him out after the weather was bad. Yeah. So I don't know what happened there. I would like to see a little more Eli with the starting line. 
Um, how about you? Well, yeah, I, I do want to see a little bit more Eli. Two I want or three draws. I want to see a touchdown. Yeah, I want to see. I, a yeah, down I want to see a touchdown. I want to see. I want to see. I what I don't want to see is I don't want to see Eli checking down like he was. No, I want him to go out there and, and make a few nice throws and and drive us down the field like like Daniel Jones did, like Sam yeah. Darnold did. Like that's what I want to see. Yeah. I, I actually I want to see Daniel Jones a little more. I'd like to see Daniel Jones for at least at least a quarter. I like it. You know, if you can put Eli in for two, three possessions, and then have Jones the second, the fin- rest of the first half, the rest of the first half, I'd be one hundred percent content with that because you know Eli's not going to play at all in the fourth week. The third week, they he's going to play. Yeah, they, they usually play one. like a half. Yeah. So, yeah, I wouldn't mind letting Jones finish. They let Eli play two or three drives and then put Jones in for the rest of that quarter and that rest of that half. I'm eager to see what he can do against the Bears defense because they're pretty – Bears defense is pretty deep at pretty all deep. positions. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, if he goes out there and slings it like he did the other night, what are they, what are they going to say about that? What are they going to – like – Keep doing your thing, boy. Keep doing it. But what about any other positions? Any other thing you uh, – Well, I'm hoping Darius Slayton gets in. I'd like to see him out there with Eli and TJ Jones and, and, and Benny Fowler. I'd like to see those guys gel a little bit. So – when Danny Jones is out there, running backs. I want to see Gallman or Perkins or somebody step up when Eli's in. I want to see the offensive line create some holes, and I want a little more than two point two yards per carry from this. I, I don't want to see Barkley. No, I don't. I don't think we'll see him. At all. I don't want to. I, so you said what I want to see. I want to see more Eli. I want to see some productive running. I want to see our line create holes, but I don't want to see Barkley. No, no. I want to see. I want to see some pressure, pressure on the quarterback, so we can get we can get at least a little bit. Because I mean, I could have played quarterback against a, a defense <laughs> last game. I don't game. know. We weren't getting anything in on Sam, and like I said, that pick would have ended all that. But maybe it was a blessing in disguise. Maybe, maybe it'll, I mean, they're not they're not game planning, and they're not really they don't want to show too much. Yeah, so it's tough. I don't know. I didn't play. I just know what I see with the naked eye, and. I feel like you need to get in there and make some pressure. Like you don't have to run specific blitz packages and give away what you're going to do in the season, but you should be able to beat your man here and there and get some pressure on the quarterback. Oh, absolutely. So I do I agree with you on that. I want to see that. So we want to see a little more Eli. We want to see a lot more Daniel Jones. We want to see the ball. We want to see these backs pick it up a little bit. Some pressure. I want to see Connolly. He's been doing really well. He's Connelly. taking B.J. Goodson's job. Yeah, I, I think BJ, he's he was working with the third team. I think he's getting cut. Yeah. He's gone. He's one of the Jerry Reese. He's gone. Yeah, that's just another reason to get rid of him. Beat it, yeah. Goodson. <laughs> you ain't doing nothing. Tay Davis is looking good. I thought he looked good in preseason. I'd like to see some more of him. Carlock, too. He Carlock. had that pick six. I don't expect. Yeah, I mean, it was it's preseason. Like, it was like third stringers, but it's good to see something <laughs> like that. sound like Chris Carter now. I'm just joking. But, uh, <laughs> He made no, a pretty good don't. play. He made a pretty good play. <laughs> no, he did. He made a hell of a play. And he, he was actually working with the ones in practice with uh, was Alec he? Ogletree. Yeah, with Alec Ogletree being out. Who was? Tay Date. What? Okay, Connelly. no, no, no. Now you're Connelly, talking now. No, I'm pretty sure because Tay Davis already took BJ Goodson's spot. I heard Connolly and Carlock were working with the ones. So. Connolly, I, I don't know, man. He's a scrappy dude, man. I, I think he can make this, this squad and, and, and make a difference for us. I do. He, I did, was he he was undrafted, right? I'm not even sure on that. It's just another it's just another name that's been popping up recently around Twitter world and everything, and I've been keeping an eye on him and I 
I like what he's been doing. Um, I'd like to see our first team defense just get a stop on the first yeah. try. I want to see them force a punt or a turnover and get to the quarterback. You said pressure, so that's something I really want to see. Um, yeah, so that's Friday night at, I think it's 7.30. 7.30 on NFL Network. I'll be at Ocean City, Maryland, so I'm going to try to watch it on my phone. Oh, I, I want to make sure I can see it. I don't know if I'll be able to see it. At the I don't room. think you'll be able to watch it on your phone. It's on NFL Network, so I'm hoping. I don't want to miss it. I'll have it recorded, so when I get in, I'm leaving, I'm leaving uh, Thursday morning. I get back Saturday, so it'll be on the DVR. I'll, I'll definitely watch it Saturday night, first thing when I walk in the door, if I can't see it. But I'll be following it, man. These guys on Twitter are monsters. Yeah. They, they, every play, it's almost like you're watching a game anyway. Yeah. But it's not the same, but I'll, I'll know what's going on. I'll let you know what's going on. All right. Well, how about you FaceTime me and just hold up the TV? <laughs> yeah, Put right. your iPad on in front of the TV and FaceTime yeah, yeah. so I can watch the game. I don't know, man. Anything else? I think we had uh, we, we covered pretty much everything we wanted to cover about the game, a little bit about practice. Um, I am bummed about Golden Tate, and I just really don't like Chris Carter right now. Yeah. I don't. Well. Um, anything else? I think we uh, – Covered everything, really. All right. Well, let's uh, watch this game Friday night. Let's get to be- get back together next Tuesday and go yeah. blue. Yeah, go big blue. All right, Giants fans. So if you're listening to this, we want to thank you for joining us. And uh, I want to give a special thanks to our producer, Beats and Beards, with a Z, for our production and our music. And uh, thank you for Anchor for allowing us to drop this podcast to you guys. It's your one-stop shop to record, host, and distribute your podcast. Um, Like I said, I'm Chris Peterson. I'm with my nephew, Brandon Smoger. We're looking to bring you Giants news, and we thank you for listening, and go G-Men. See you next time, Giants fans. You can reach the Big Blue G-Man podcast at Blue underscore G-Man, or you can hashtag at BBG podcast, or just email us at BigBlueGman at Outlook.com. Go Giants.